Welcome to Hachzik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. And we continue along here, Perik Bey's Mishnah Dalid, when we diverted to continuing with the statements of Hillel Azokin after starting the Mishnah with Rabbi Gamliel. Hillel taught us five different things in this Mishnah. The first one we learned in the previous Mishnah of Altifish Manatzibur. Another four teachings that Hillel teaches us, and they really have, according to Rabbi Yaina, one central theme, and that being complacency. A person should not be complacent. He should not trust in the status quo, thinking the way it is now, that's the way it will be. And this really comes up in four different areas of life, as the Mishnah will tell us with Rabbi Yaina's parish. Says Hillel, Number one, don't trust yourself until the day that you die. This is going both in the realm of Hasidus in terms of a person wanting to reach a level of piety, like we've been discussing, that's what Pirkei Avis is. A person who wants to reach the level of a Hasid, more than a Tzaddik. And he thinks, well, I'm doing well, and I seem to be in a good stretch, a good path, this is the way it will be. And that's part of the Eight Sahara's trick. It gets the person to think that things will be all right. Ben Lamun, as we'll see the second half of this Pirish of Ben Yaina, even in terms of our Amun Shleim and Akadosh Baruch says Ben Yaina, even though he has gone with a sort of a good spirit, he's gone with a good stretch of doing well. Person should not consider himself a righteous person and a tzaddik. It's been so many days, I haven't done a sin. Obviously, I've subdued my Yetzirah. And I could overpower and be victorious. Like the Pasuk says, The trap has broken. Sort of the trap of being in the Yetzirah's clutches. I'm free of that. It has broken and we have escaped. He can't make me veer off of the straight path. And truth be told, Rabbi Yeruchim Zatzal writes in a place that sometimes we can go a long time without doing an Avera. And he says, you have no idea how much that took for Hashem to protect the person, not even to be challenged by an Yisoyen, by a temptation. And that's why things are going well. But it's not because he indeed has even chosen to stay well. It could be that he hasn't really been given the Nisayim. Or even it could be, like Rabbi Yenayinu could be understood, that he has been overcoming Nisayinus. But never be complacent. Never not, never stop being vigilant that the Yetzirah is always ready to pounce on us when he gets a chance. That's what Tillel is teaching us here. And where Ad Yoyimayischa. Says Rabbi Ninivu Oyev, he is our arch enemy. The Yetzar is an and he's waiting in ambush, ready to strike when he has the opportunity. He's going to get you at a time when you're weak, where you're not being Isaac and engaged in Akadosh Baruch Hu's work. You're not learning Torah. You're not thinking about Hashem. You're not davening. You're not doing a mitzvah right now. You're doing your own work, or perhaps you're doing something mundane. That's when he'll try to get you. He's going to dance in front of you. 
talk to your heart to try to make you stray loshet baritz. Go, go swim in the world. Go in places that no good man has ever been there. And if we talk in our terms, what does it mean? He's dancing in front of you. It means he's showing things on the screen. There are images that are moving on the screen and they're very enticing. And he's saying, come, come follow me into these images. Because he's using this word, could be he's saying, not only is he making it entertaining and enticing, alluring, but it, like the Gemara tells us, Exubus Ketzin Merakten Lufnei Rashi explains, do we dance in front of the Kala? Means what do we say about the Kala? Kala Nova Chasuda. So Merakte sometimes he's using words, he's using enticing words that could tempt us to draw us into his clutches. That's the Yitzhahara. And if a person is not uh, careful about this, and as Rabbi Yehuda writes in Shari Tshuva about this idea of Artam and Ba'atzmach that a person even when it's going well, he must be Moisif Yerushamayim every single day. One way of doing that is by learning Musar every day. So we're always on guard with the Yetzirah. Because the Yetzirah is waiting for that moment to try to take us into And then maybe that time when a person is in a weak moment and he's not careful and he doesn't have his, his guard up with his Yerushamayim, the Yetzirah could overcome him and take him in his hands. Be on guard. And protect your soul very much. Never distance away from being afraid. Always be wise and be on guard. To always be attentive to what you're doing. And where are you going? In other words, protect yourself and make a fortress around yourself that don't even let the Yetzirah get close because you're always on guard. And if you see it's perhaps an opportunity is allowing him to get in, you're very careful about it. And that goes until the person's dying day. There was once a great tzaddik on his deathbed and his Talmud was there and it says, Rebbe, what are you, what is the Yetzirah telling you now? You're about to leave this world. And he says, the Yetzirah is telling me, say Shema Yisrael, a lot of Kavona, and people will say, oh, he died, Mamish, with saying Shema B'Mekabal Omach Shemayim. And you'll, you'll, he wanted to end his life with the, with the Midah of Gaiva, with an act of Gaiva. Person Ad Yoy Moischa, Ad Va'ad Bechlal, even the day of person's death. This also could be understood in the context of Amuna. Don't have anything to do. Don't even learn Torah, good things from meaning from heretics. Even truthful things that I'm trying to teach you heresy. Even that, don't have anything to do with them. Just interacting with them already is something bad. Why? Could be they will be able to convince you about some of their sinful ideas. You may be actually enticed and about their words. They, they seem to be very attractive. And until you're very old and you think that at this point, what could they tell me? How could they convince me otherwise? I've lived my entire life with an Amunah Shalema and only in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Let me listen to what they have to say. 
I'll take only good to good from them. And I'll throw away, I'll discard the nonsense they have to take. Don't rely on yourself, which is Elisha ben Avuya, who never became a, a min. And Rameyer felt that he was great enough to learn from his Rebbe, who became Acher, and we have in the Gemara Rameyer, and we have a Gemara Acher Rameyer, things that he learned from him even after he became Acher. They said, He found a fruit, a pomegranate. Ate the fruit, he threw away the peel. He was able to do that. Don't trust yourself. Again, don't be complacent. Don't be think that I could trust the status quo and I'm so strong in my conviction, I'll never be convinced otherwise. Ramey was able to do it, but and therefore don't even engage in any type of conversation with people who are not talking the ways of the Torah. You can have a greater example about for 80 years, and as all the Mephoshim point out, 80 years, that means he was least in his 90s, perhaps even over 100 years old. He was a Kayin Godel. Not only that, the Gemara Yumadav Tesamaral tells us he was from the great Kayhanim Gedalim, not from those who went into the Kedush Gadashim and died on Yom Kippur like it happened to over 300 Kayhanim Gedalim then. But he was from the great ones. He lived for 80 years as a Kayin Godel. Yet, Lebesev Nasit Saduki. In the end, he became a Tzaduki. He became one of those who don't believe in Teri Shabbat fully. That's Yehudi. And according to the Gemara in Brachis, Abachlikis, Abayi, and Rava says, even though he was a Tzadik Gomer, there's a dispute over there whether this is only talking about someone who wasn't a Tzadik Gomer. Rava says, and we pass it on the Ravina, someone who's a Tzadik Gomer like Yehudi and Kain Gadol. That's how it happened to Yechon Because he had conversations with the Tzedukim and he thought, I'm so strong in my ways, no way they can convince me otherwise. And he talked Divrei Teira, righteous words of Teira. But in the end, they were able to penetrate and it seeped in to even someone as great as Yechon A little comfort we can have, I saw one of the Svarim that, that, uh, Yechen Gadol, imagine after 80 years he was a Kain Gadol, and in one moment, Nasit Tzaduki, and he lost it all. But it's brought in the Rishlam Brevdas, I'll said in the name of the Arizal, that Eloza ben Dordai, the Gemara tells us in Avedi Zorah, I'm all mice over there, that after doing terrible Averis for most of his life, he did tshuva in an, in an instant, and in a moment, Rebbe Bochalov said that he was a Kain Elamai Bishoachas, that in one moment's time, he was kind of his whole Eilam Haba. And Arizal said that Elizabeth Durdaya was a Gilgal of Yechene Kain God, who lost it all in that one moment. And in one moment, he lost all of his schar. And Hashem gave him an opportunity in the form of a Gilgal and Elizabeth Durdaya to get it back in one moment. Says one more, He doesn't say his name, but we know from the Gemara and Abed Zorro was Rabbi Yezah the Rebbe of Rabbi Akiva. And Rabbi Lezah was Nim Salomon. He was arrested by the Romans and he was put on trial and he was, he got out of it in the end, but he was very upset. Why did this happen to me? And Rabbi Akiva, his Talmud said, Rabbi, Shema Minus Shamata Vinacha. Maybe you heard from one of the Minim. You heard from a heretic some words and you enjoyed it. And Raisha says, it was a good shot in your eyes. 
And Reb Lezer says, yes, I once met Yaakov, one of the Talmidim of Yeshu, and he told me a pshad and a pasuk, and I thought that was a good pshad. It wasn't even words of heresy, but that, that he talked and he engaged with someone who was a min, me Talmida Yeshu Noitzri, therefore he was caught. So here we see both in terms of our staying away from the Yetzara and in terms of our Emunah. The second thing Tillal taught is Al Tadanes Chaver Chashadil Mikayim Gamze Hu Minoinian Shein Lodem Lamed Baatzmoi. This too is the same idea. Don't trust yourself. Don't be overconfident in your ways. Because you're a Chaver B'Mayla Gedoli. You see, a person has elevated to some position, some prominent position. Vli Yisnag B'Yoshua B'Yet. You see, he's a respected person, he's a Tamut Chacham, a, a tremendous Oyved, but yet you see he does something that's very improper. If I would be in his place, if I would have that position, I would never do something like that. Everything that he's doing in this inappropriate way. Says don't think that Hillel Azarkin teaches us. You don't know. Because you're not in his position. And it could be that if you would be in his place, the same thing would happen. You would behave in the same way if you were tested in the same way he was. Indeed, because he was challenged, because he had that high position, that's why he was tested. The greater you are, the greater the HR is. And therefore, if you would be in that position... You too may have been tested. You also may have, may have failed in that test. And therefore, you cannot trust yourself and you can also not judge him unfairly. But if indeed, Rabbi Niena says, if you reach that same position, and to that same elevated status, and you were tested, and indeed you passed the test, then then you have a right to think that he didn't do right in when you did. And there's still a Mila, as we learned, that you could still go beyond that, even though you're allowed to remain and say, but you could still go and say that person probably his test was harder than mine. And number three, don't say something that should not be said and not be heard. And how true this is, and how we always have to continue telling ourselves, don't fool ourselves by thinking, no one will find out. No one's going to know. I told the person not to say. You have to be careful. And to be very cautious about the possibilities. If you have a secret, not supposed to be said. Don't disclose it. Even to your closest friend. Don't say, it's impossible that this is going to get out. No one else will find out. No one else is amongst us. It's just me. I know it. And my best friend knows it. He won't tell anybody. She won't disclose it to anybody. Borrowing the phrase from the end of Kehelas, in the end, everything will be heard. And that's what we know. We think people don't find out things are heard. If you say it, just assume that it's going to be passed on. Even your own self, just in your own, maybe writing it down, maybe saying it to yourself. 
Don't even say something that's not supposed to be heard. Don't talk amongst the walls. The walls have ears. In other words, word gets out. The birds take the voices and others, they take the news. Those who have wings will relate over things. Meaning to say that they, the wing, the, the words themselves somehow have an ability to be transferred. They have wings and move on to other people. Again, don't be complacent and think, well, only I know it. I told one person, I made sure that person is not supposed to, to, to pass it on. That's not the case. Don't be complacent. Don't trust that what is now won't change in the future. And finally, along the same idea as the fourth member here of Hillel is Daltimar. Don't say, when I have time, then I'll start learning. When I have time, I'll start getting to that mitzvah project that I wanted to do. When I have time, then I'll make sure to visit those who are in need to visit more often. Don't wait for that. Maybe you won't have time. The simple pshat is, Rabbi Yenu quoting Mishlei, you don't know what tomorrow will bring. Who knows if there will be a tomorrow when you want to get on that project, when you want to start that learning seder, when you want to start getting involved in that chesed or helping that person out. Who knows there will be a tomorrow. Says Rabbi Yenu, but even if there will be a tomorrow and you'll have the next day, the next week, and the next year, tomorrow also there will be callings. There will be other issues that come up tomorrow. All new things all of a sudden creep up. I got to take care of that. Now something else came up. I'm busy with the other thing. There's no lack of things, new things that come up that could take your attention and take up your time and the good projects and the Torah and the mitzvahs that we really want to do, and deep down we know we have to do it, falls to the wayside. To the point it comes that a person leaves this world and all of those wonderful things that he wanted to engage in, he doesn't have them because he never did them. Without that Torah, without those mitzvahs. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily share, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.